I think my cousin said it. She's like into learning about our history and that and the Sioux Indian um, or a great a great grandmother. And um, she really believes like an energy like people will give off a, a, you know, makes you kind of bounce off of them like you feel a certain way around them and it's not good. It's just a certain kind of energy you get. Um, like you start feeling guarded in that and uncomfortable and you're just waiting for the other. I told her it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, it's really how I explain it. Um, a couple people said, well, if somebody burns you, which burning is a good way to say it. And they're a friend. Why would you give them even more than one chance? You know, if they mess it up, you get one chance and don't go past that. Um, that's something I'm working with therapy on is more or less learning boundaries and self-respect means that you place the boundaries down. If you can't respect me and treat me with utmost respect in that, if I've hit a, um, wall with someone, meaning that a relation or friendship something had went along the line where there was a level of disrespect and I allowed it that I need to remember that if I continue allowing someone to treat me less, that you're just giving somebody a green light to keep doing it over and over again. And if they do it around someone or individuals where constantly they're seeing this, um, other people see it, then you give, you're giving that person not just the opportunity to disrespect you over and over again, but you give everybody else around them the opportunity to see, okay, it's okay. You can treat them like that. Then I can treat them like that. We get into pretty deep conversations because I need to understand. And she said, you need to understand your own behavior. Um, some people say you can't play a victim forever in general. When people talk about being hurt, you're allowed to express yourself. It's healthy to express yourself. You need to express yourself. Um, expression is anger, mad, sad, glad as... You know, any good therapist would tell you, especially trauma therapist, you have to feel and you have to go through the emotion in order to heal and to wake up the next day and be able to move on and not have that suppressed because that's dangerous um, for anyone, whether or not if you have an existing medical condition, you can't do that. Um, we talk about like getting out of and people aren't victims. It's just you victimize yourself by allowing repetitive behavior and people not treating you with the respect unconditional love support kindness and most importantly if somebody does something very hurtful they must apologize oh you'll never move forward you'll never be able to reconnect you have to make peace with your past peace with your past um i've always said that but to hear it from a professional it's not just the first one is important for me and i remember that like last night you know, realizing that I was been, it's not just my therapist who said, you're walking a fine line. You shouldn't talk to this person again. Um, my ex said the same thing. You should not. It's not a good idea. I wouldn't tell you to do, but I would not. No way. I mean, he's already burned you once, you know, you just keep allowing to burn you over and over again. Um, I think it's right back to it had bad relation and looking for someone to, you know, I say punching bag. I don't know what the hell. You know, I raised my hand because I uh, allowed it and not okay. Um, he did text me that he was sorry for disrespecting my property. 
So as my therapist said, he's fully aware he's disrespecting you. But you have to weigh the pros and cons and make this decision yourself. But if you continue allowing somebody and give them the green light to keep disrespecting you, they're going to do it. And she was right. But it got worse. Um, this blow up shouldn't happen because it should not. Um, he had reached out to me. And as my therapist said, he was looking for a time and place. He was following your podcast. He was looking for a time that you were vulnerable. He saw that you were having relation issues and he swooped in. He knew exactly what he was doing. He saw some vulnerability in you. You let your guards down, but your gut told you, I probably should not welcome this friendship again. This person has literally disrespected the friendship as a whole twice now. You know... It's that part where he knows, as my therapist said, he knows I'm loyal to a fault. And he's going to take advantage of that. And he took advantage of it. He took advantage of a friendship. You effed up. Because I am loyal, you're right. I'm loyal. Loyal, more loyal than any of your friends. You know, you have friends right now, they're just using your home for a party place. That's it. It's not about loyalty. It's about free beer, free TV, and free food. And free hunting and whatever the hell you offer them. I think that's, to me, it's my opinion, called buying your friends. I don't know. But you had a real true friend in me and loyalty, you know? You messed it up again. The third time, three strikes, you're out, you know? I took the high road. I texted him and told him I wish you well, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, take care. It's not okay to disrespect me. To disrespect the friendship, but most importantly, you're a man and I'm a woman, and that's not okay. Um, I'm not your ex and I said this before, too. Um, I told him, I've said this on a podcast because I've heard it. It's just because you get out of bad relationship. Folks, don't take that out on somebody else. That's one thing, uh-uh. That's one thing I never did it. I would never do. Hell no, no way. Um, there's no point even talking about your ex. Your ex is your ex, regardless. You know, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, you know, husband, wife. Your past is your past with your ex. Why talk unless you're still interested in them? Or if you're talking about things with somebody that you feel that you can confide in that's different problems and things. You need to just vent it out. That's one thing. But um, no, 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 you know. Um, but the same breath, and I told him many times, is you can't sit there because I felt he was being disrespectful towards women. I told him, I'm not your ex or ex-relations. Please don't disrespect me. I'm not that person. Um, I had mentioned that about a roof, and I said, if you get on the roof, which here on out, I'll get on my own goddamn roof. Excuse my French. I'm getting on my own damn roof. If I fall off, a neighbor just call an ambulance. You know, if I hit my head, I went peacefully. Then I won't have to be dealing with nonsense. You know what? It's just old. It gets old. It's, it's a waste of my energy time, and I'm over it. I just don't have time for toxicity and people that don't give a damn. You don't respect me. You don't give a damn. Have a nice life and I wave you by. Don't bother me, okay? I'm sorry if it sounds cold, but I'm tired of it, you know? Um, I'm tired of my therapist having to repeat, quit allowing disrespect. And people mess up and they do hurtful things. They need to owe you apology before you let your guard down. You can do a quick, small talk. They still have to come clean. They still have to face their past or you're not moving forward. That's how life works. Can't sit there and pretend like we don't do things when we're responsible and we are fully aware of our actions and behavior. I agree. 
But the thing is, I agree, but as you said, your actions need to show it. So, you know, um, I think it took, maybe it took this friend to burn me a third time for me to realize I better start listening to what the therapist said and not just pick and choose what I want to apply when she's trying to help me live my best life. So I don't deal with two days of anxiety and stress. That is stupid. I was doing so damn good. And I welcomed the same toxicity that didn't work in the past. There was time that they didn't take advantage of and they didn't change and they're not apologizing and they're wrong. Bye. Bye. You have to find somebody else to do that too because I'm not that person anymore. I'm not your punching bag. Go find somebody else, please. You know? But I'm going to say this again. Just because you get out of bad relation doesn't mean if you're a man, the next woman's like that or the next woman or you just go ahead and you find a female friend or somebody else that you feel is vulnerable you know, and sit there and take it out on them in a way, shape, or form. That's come from my therapist. She saw through things before I am, but she said, I'm not involved in your friendships or relations. I'm a third party and I'm seeing what's going on without up in here or with my heart. I'm seeing logic and I can suggest, Kimberly, you continue doing the same, is think logically and quit thinking up in here and in here, your heart, because it's got you nowhere before. And she's right, it's got me nowhere again. I got burned. I burned myself because I shouldn't allow this person back in my life. Um, they've shown me what they think of me. They've said things that are not okay. Um, since I brought them back in my life, I've had to cut them off one time already. Um, I let a week go by. As my therapist said, you need to explain. Yeah, he listened. This is not okay. I can't continue on a friendship with you. Continuing this pattern. You know, you have to, sh friendship is respect, and you've burned me before, um, I'm not going to allow it again. And they apologize, but then as she said, they go right back in the same behavior. So really, it's not a sincere apology, because the actions don't show it. But I can't continue allowing this roller coaster of just ridiculousness. You know, I took two hours blowing leads, doing the best I can. I feel like it's going to go probably till Thursday. Um, I don't know. I feel like if the yard doesn't look good, like I said, I... Told realtor, I just, you know, there could be no pictures taken if a yard don't look good. I mean, nobody, no realtor, no really firm wants to take pictures of a yard that looks a hot mess. I mean, <laughs> do you ever see that? Very seldom do you see the listings like that. You know, that's why they tell you to tidy it up. You know, they give you a little list of things to do. Um, sometimes I feel like, and I felt this way three times now, my gut's so strong about it, is just pack up what I need, pack up these guys, and just keep going. You know, I've got two offers, way out of state, way far away, and just keep going. Um, no return address, no phone number, change everything and go. Um, if Richard Simmons can do it and take time and love himself and focus on himself. And as he said, I don't owe anybody anything. I've helped people my whole life and I don't owe anybody anything. Um... It come across my mind last night and today, to be honest. I was doing the leaves. I'm like, you know, west sounds pretty nice. South sounds pretty nice. You know, I don't owe anybody anything. You know, let Eric take care of the house. Do whatever he wants to do. I'm done. You know, I'm just, I'm almost there. I'm like 90% there. Um, I just feel like I need that complete fresh slate, fresh start. Um, there's no sense of being around close to anybody that I'm not part of and I haven't been part of and I've not been included. And what's the damn point? That's stupid. Um... It's one thing to wait a day or 11 days or 11 hours, but you're waiting your whole damn life to be included when you're not is dumb. 
and I'm realizing how stupid of me and how dumb and naive I am. And that's ignorant. Um, period. It's not kicking myself in the ass. It's, it's realizing with common sense, as she said, use logic, rhyme and reason, your pros and cons. Now, my therapist in Ohio is like, you just, need to, you just need to wipe the whole slate. I mean, even your name. Just wipe it completely clean because somebody else already did it for you. They started contacting me. They started con I mean, he was one of them that got the phone call and a voicemail. And he saved it for me and I got it on tape. There was other physicians got the same call from the same individual. And then that individual said, well, so-so knew exactly what I was doing too. So don't sit there and have them tell me I was the only one that knew. They knew exactly what I was doing. They contacted everybody, the brother, mother, sister, neighbor, whoever the hell, doctor. I heard, wholeheartedly believe that friend I had to leave. I wonder I was feeling weird around him. I wasn't feeling good. I felt uncomfortable. I told my cousin I felt just as not. I felt like hmm, I'm putting kindness, but I don't feel like the kindness should be given. Like I felt like I was bouncing off this person. A friend of mine and I told her I couldn't figure it out and she says do you don't feel right about it and I said no and she said well that's a, that's like energy she's like there's something there oh, she was right she was right it's the same old song of dance you give somebody time that time somebody gives you like hey pst, uh over you know that's time for self-reflecting and to realize that listen this person is putting their boundaries up healthy boundaries because I'm maybe probably not being hurtful who the hell puts goddamn healthy boundaries up, excuse my French, unless you're doing something? Stupid. He said so many things. I hit him back. It was like a tennis match. I'm not going to sit there and take it. You want to sit there and call me names and say stuff? I'm going to say it right back. If you want to play in romper room, I mean, sometimes I'm going to get the, you know, Barbie dolls out and the, um, you know, whatever. And we'll go ahead and play in the romper room tent. You know, he's older than me. A lot older than me. But you are. Quit smoking cigarettes too. All that stuff ages you. It, it dries you out. It's unhealthy. It's the truth. Huh. That's why my skin looks like I'm sweating. It's not sweating. Like I told you it's lotion. You know? I'm not perfect by any means. And let's face it. Treatments and that take a toll on you. But I don't like smoking. You know? And I made an exception for you, but I'm not making an exception anymore with anybody. I don't like smoking. I don't want it around me, you know. And people that I've connected with in that, and I'll be brutally honest, if somebody smokes, I just don't want it, you know. I don't want it. You can't smoke around me. I don't want it around me, period. If somebody smells like an ashtray, I'm sorry, I don't want it around me. I'm allowed to make that decision for a therapist. That's your boundaries, and that's you. And you're allowed to feel that way, and you're allowed to pick and choose. Quit settling, Kim. Self, quit settling because he did it again, you know, and he did it with the same damn person already burned me twice. I mean, how many times do you need to bring, you know, you know, a thing of matches over, keep lighting them up because, I mean, literally, that's what happened. Oh, you just laugh about it now. I'll pass the upset. I'll pass the crying. I'm so sick and tired of crying over the same goddamn people. You're not going to get my tears anymore. I just don't care. I'm over it. You know, you don't care about me. I can't care about nobody. Don't care about me. Somebody don't care about me. I can't care about you. It's too much of my energy. I'm not giving. There's too many good people, my kind of people that do care. And they're in my life now. And I've got my guards down because 
They're not, as my therapist said, they're not the people that have been hurtful. These are people that haven't been hurtful. These people don't know nothing about your medical. They don't know nothing about the podcast. They don't know nothing about estrangement. They don't know nothing about anything. Abandonment, neglect, abuse, whatever the hell. Nobody knows. You're coming in on a fresh slate. This is what I'm understanding she means is you have to kill your prior self completely in order to emerge out of cocoon as a butterfly and release yourself or as my podcast is free yourself. And I'm sorry, but this podcast is really for me because I'm expressing myself. It's called expression. Okay. Expression. There's a difference of freedom of speech and expression. I'm using expression, you know. And I'm not okay with thinking about how things are and I'm allowing the same repetitive, disrespectful, ill behavior and I'm not allowing it. I'm not dead. So those treating me like I'm dead, I'm going to say this five times for you. And for people who are treated like this too, if you're dealing with medical challenges or struggles, I am not D-E-A-D. I am not dead. Quit treating me like I'm dead. I am not dead. Quit treating me like I'm dead. I am not dead. You will no longer treat me like I'm dead. I am not dead. Would you like a, I don't know, a headstone to visit? I mean, because if you treat me that way, would you like that as a Christmas gift? You can go visit that. I mean, it's weird. I mean, some people are big on Halloween. You may like it if you are. (laughs) I am not dead. For the fifth and final time, I'm not going to accept being treated as I'm dead when I'm not. So anybody who has, you continue to do so. I'll be the biggest person. I continue wishing you well, but bye. Bye. Permanently, bye. Bye. There's no arguing about it or anything anymore. It's just done. I don't have time. I'm tired of wasting my precious time. We're all given 100 years on earth. Some of us given shorter. Some of us can be blessed more. That's your time. 100 years is my time. I've wasted my 40s, wasted time on petty ridiculousness and basically being in a sense of being dead when I was alive. You know, I spent my first year in my 50s. I'm coming up on a birthday, you know, on the same pettiness I dealt with in my 40s. And I told myself I'm not going to deal with it anymore. But I need to stick with my guns and I stick with my healthy boundaries and not put up with it. I'm not putting up with it anymore, folks. I'm not dead. And I'm sorry to let you know I haven't died. Or as a friend of mine said, he was very, 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 which is very weird. Told therapist things he was saying. This is the truth to help me God. And she found it very odd as she said, he's been talking to somebody. He's been talking to somebody. Because the things that he's saying about your podcast came from this same individual who these two are the only ones who've ever complained about your podcast. Normal people know that life's not perfect and people go through hard times and you don't put a mask on pretending like you have a perfect life and nothing's going on and there's blah, blah, blah. And she said, that's not normal. That's something wrong. That ain't you. That's something wrong. If people don't know how to express themselves or adult and there's good therapy, there's books and things out there. She said there's even audio to help you to have emotion and to feel. But He literally verbatim said the same things. And she said, listen to what he says. Because you're remembering what he's saying. These are the exact same words that were on that email. That she, I gave her the email. She said on this email from this realtor server, the private server, these are the exact same words being used. He's talking. Or he's following or he's stalking. 
he admitted to stalking this person's social media. And he told you that, right? I said, yeah. He literally like started saying things that this person was saying. He was stalking the social media account. Oh, they're telling me, I don't know. I don't have Facebook, so I have no idea. I don't have social media. And what I did, I was using it for the podcast. That's it. Uh, TikTok, I like doing videos of animals. And I'm glad because a lot of my beloved pets have passed. I now have videos I would never had otherwise. That's why I'm so scared talking about what the government wanting to shut down TikTok or ban it. Oh my gosh, people have sentimental videos of not just pets, but family members that have passed on. Uh, folks, that ever comes to light, like my therapist said, you better start to spend time and download as many videos as possible, saving them on your phone, your desktop, because people are going to lose a lot of memories. It's scary. You know, you use TikTok, you think it's cute, but there's a lot of videos, you know, of good memories and remembering my fur babies. And if I had real kids, it'd be the same way. And people put family videos and kids and good times on TikTok too. But as she said, he's verbatim saying exactly what this person has on their emails to you. On all the emails, it's a repetitive email. It's just worded different, but it's the same thing. And she is, as she said, I'm a third party. I'm not involved. I can look at things logic, okay, because I don't have any emotion or ties or anything. Okay? I'm not connected in any way, shape, or form. But he's saying the exact same type of words and expressions as he is because he's either A, he's corresponding with this person or persons, or B, he admitted to stalking their Facebook and he's probably doing that. He's learning. He literally would tell me, yeah, I saw on Facebook, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I don't know, you know? And I'm thinking, this is weird. But when I cornered him, I'm like, listen, you know, you're being disrespectful to me, you know? I, you said you're going to come over and finish the leaves. I mean, I and then it was just like he started screaming. It sent me to a dark place that I'm never going to be disrespecting to put up with a man ever for the rest of my life. I clap back and I clap loud. Sometimes the old me will merge and it needs to. As my therapist said, you don't merge your old self. I said, no. She says, but I bet if you do, that means you're at your wit's end. If you can't hear what I'm talking to, you want to start screaming at me, I'm going to say the same octave. I'm going to give it back what you're given. And sometimes she said you have to do that. You don't do it all the time. We shouldn't do that all the time as adults. We should hold ourselves back, be accountable for our behavior and actions and how we respond. But as she said, sometimes you don't have a choice. Some people, as you said, your prior psychologist in Ohio said, we have to teach people that it's not okay. And sometimes we have to dish back what they serve. Let's just say he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. But he needed it. I told him, I said, I believe you're talking to them. He said, I don't care. And then it switched from I don't care to let me see phone records to. It doesn't matter at this point because I'm not, I'm done with it. That's not a friendship. That's just a disrespect. And I'm sorry that they went through times that weren't nice and they were treated not well by prior relations, but I'm not your ex and I'm not a prior relation. My name's Kimberly and I was your friend and you took advantage of that friendship and you disrespected me and you admitted to it. And I have the emails you admitted and I'm going to clap back and I'm going to give back what you gave. And it was not okay, especially when I'm going through anxiety. I'm on medication trying to calm it the hell down 
and you have no respect at all for anybody, it's sick in my opinion, and then you leave keys in the mailbox without even telling me. You don't even tell me you're at the property. But you tell me on text, I'll let you know when I'm there. But you never did. You were, as somebody says, sneaky. You did what you did. You put the keys in the mailbox. You knew what the keys were for. They were for, because as I told you clearly, if something happens to me, you don't hear me in 24 hours, you know, then at least you have keys to make sure I'm okay. Because people pass. I mean, folks, let's be real. People pass away when they're sick. People pass away when they're on treatment drugs. People pass away when, no matter what kind of illness or what you have chronic. Chronic. Not a sniffle, cough, cold, although you can pass from that, pneumonia. He knew this. And he threw the keys in the mailbox and didn't tell me. When he got downright started screaming at me and I hung up on him. And I told him he could kiss the sky, rightfully so. When I called him back, I said, I need the keys. Because at that point I realized, I have really realized that bringing him back, I had told my therapist I don't trust him. I told a couple people I know I don't trust him. Because he's burned me, rightfully so. This isn't about belittling. This is not about anything but me expressing myself of facts of what happened. Okay? It's expression. We're all allowed to do it. Okay? Period. But your words verbatim to those emails. And my therapist called it out. That's when I didn't trust them. Last session, last couple of sessions, I told her I don't think I can be friends with him. And she said, what's the reason? I said, because I don't trust him. There's something not right. He's saying things that aren't right. And I feel like he's subliminally telling me something like, listen, I'm talking to these people. You know, the people that talk to everybody else and, you know, made you out to be a monster that you're not. Uh, that's what also makes people um, be introverts. I used to be like, and it really is the truth in high school. And I used to have a ton and ton of friends. But people with chronic illness and you go through oncology treatments, you'll respect what I say is um, even people that are married and women have children, whether you're married or not, um, we can see this anywhere on social media or talk to anyone on, you know, groups, private groups, um, therapy groups and, you know, counseling or you can call hotline. Anybody can agree to this. When you have chronic illness and you deal with oncology treatments, people fall off the face of the earth. If you don't die within a short amount of time, it's always like, oh, wow, they're still alive? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Well, what are they going through now? Oh, God. What are they going through now? Oh, my God. Do I have to hear about this, this, this? These are people that literally have never gone through something chronic that's serious. These are people who have gone through a flu or a little common cold or an allergy or a dry eye, okay? <laughs> it's the first time I've laughed in 24 hours, 48 hours is the truth. You have no idea, folks, what the hell being sick and dealing with some serious stuff is. I would like to welcome you and put you underneath the six-armed bandit or line you up to some chemotherapy. I gladly go reverse myself and you can take it for me and I want to see how you are. And then maybe you think twice about judging me and judging other people because my ex-friend that shouldn't let you back in my life again, you literally told me, oh, oh, that person sent you an email? Well, they don't believe you're sick. That's why they do the things they do. That was your words. And I'm like, don't believe I'm sick? Yeah. I'm like, 
How do you know this stuff? Because you're talking to them. Because you cross their path. Truth. That's coming from a third-party, non-involved therapist. Has no connection, no nothing. Not your friend, no nothing. They don't care. They get to the point, the problem, and then we make sure to change our behavior and how I respond and react to it. In which they were against me being friends with you for the third time when you've disrespected me two other times before and women in general. You said verbatim, they don't believe you're sick. Well, that's a psychological problem per therapist. That's a called denial, not denial in Egypt, but denial. There are some people and groups and families and individuals and friends and whoever, however, and villages, however you connect, you know, connections and bloodline, that people don't believe when people have literally passed the odds and defy the odds that they're sick, although they know medical records exist. They know they've gone through oncology treatments. They know what they've gone through. They physically see this stuff. But in psychological terms, per therapist, they're in denial. They don't want to believe the person's sick, but in reality, they don't want to be burdened by the illness. So they drop the purse like a hot potato. They abandon them. They neglect. And those poor people suffer. Brenda, who I spoke about her story, which is the truth, so help me God, was one of those people whose family, own family members, abandoned and neglected, and she committed suicide. I want to finish this when I'm thinking about it. Somebody asked me what happened to that. Did they come to the, they had to come to the property because they were next to Ken. I got to know Brenda and it took time. And the person I was with at that time knows that she did not open up right away. She was very guarded. Um, abandonment makes people guarded and it makes people introverts. I used to be a, a very um, outgoing person. I am on podcasts because I am outgoing. But I am definitely an introvert, and not by choice, but by experience and by how I've been treated. I would rather not be around and deal with people if I'm going to be hurt. I would rather guard myself, put walls up all around, and be very selective and choosy. Or as my physician said, my primary care, you don't need a million good friends. You really only need just one. But you've reconnected and you're welcoming people and... New people, acquaintances, that eventually become friends, right? I said, yeah. And she said, well, that's what's going on. Say, you don't need. But I was this outgoing person, and she knows my podcast. Um, and she said, that's podcast. That's entertainment. But that's really you. But the problem is you've been so hurt that you're scared to be hurt. And I'm also scared of abandonment. I raised my hand. Here's another situation of abandonment. I said this to my own mother at one time, who listens to podcasts. We've had a strange relationship for 11 years. It's been extremely hurtful. Um, I don't talk about it, and I really don't want to talk about it now. I say that for therapy, not for this podcast. Um, just not. Um, I told her I'm very fearful of abandonment. I have felt abandonment um, throughout my life. And um, relations, I have felt abandonment. But, and also as friends, I've been abandoned. I felt abandonment. Um, I realized I had to clean the plate and break out of the cocoon, the shell to be a butterfly because you come in my life. The first thing I'm thinking with people who've dealt with abandonment is when are you going to leave? What am I going to do? And you're going to leave as a friend. 
What do I have to do? Bend over backwards, kiss your ass and everything else to keep you to stay. That's how you get taken advantage of. And that's how people disrespect you. And I'm realizing that's what the hell I did. With somebody who's already disrespected me twice, I let him do it again. Because of fear of one word, abandonment. The biggest part of my trauma therapy is abandonment. It's not a joke. It's not a pity party. It's the truth. Nobody's a victim. You're not a victim by circumstance. You're not a victim. It's just you're allowing wrong behavior and disrespect and a welcoming less than what you damn deserve. That created you a victim because you have to stop it. <laughs> it's the truth. I'm not laughing. It's not funny. It's not anybody saying, yeah, yeah, I think the victim. I'm going to be a victim. Could I be a victim? It's not that. Okay. Anybody who sits there and makes fun of that and does that, you're a jerk. Okay. You're a jerk. And you're a jerk. Go get counseling and get some heart. No? Or cold enough society as it is, or people goddamn cold enough as it is, excuse my French. Nobody needs that. You know, could be in a Debbie Downer, you know? Go get some help. You know, start getting some positivity and spread that out to your friends or family or siblings or aunts or uncles or wherever the hell or neighbors or best friends or clergy. Start spreading some positivity. What did I say? Cultivate positivity? Well, when I'm bouncing off a of negative energy and you're saying some sly comments and this is what my friend did and this is a uh, truth was saying so many sly comments that they were verbatim as a therapist said of these emails they were verbatim of some transcripts i read she's 100 percent confident this person connected with one of them and she didn't back down on how she said i feel 100 percent confident this friendship's not going to work it's already tainted it's tainted now it's really tainted. There's a disrespect he admitted on email, but now it's really tainted. It's the same as when your physicians were getting calls from the same individual, calling everybody possibly could, would find out anybody you knew, and they contacted everybody. And they turned you into a monster. And it started to affect you emotionally, and you start slowly, slowly, slowly becoming an introvert. Not because you wanted to. It's because you were slowly made to be. You were created. She believes introverts aren't just a choice. They're created by people of how we care and we treat others. I see what she means now. She's not thinking like I am. Most people do. As a therapist, she shouldn't be thinking with her heart or, you know, our emotion. She thinks logically because that's what a trauma therapist does. They're a whole different kind of breed. They're not a normal counselor, social worker. Sorry, folks. They're not. You know, I get positive voicemails and things like this which was just a part you know every session I do and that's the truth if not I'd be dead because I would have gave up I can say that because I'm allowed and it's not just her said that as my psychologist in Ohio that said most people in your position would have committed suicide 10 times over um, they wouldn't have been able to handle the things you have but you have so it just shows what kind of person you are and you should be proud of yourself but she just doesn't say it once. She shows me by example of things I've overcome, like this friendship that's no longer that I needed to close the chapter and walk away and not look back anymore. But when I walked away, it wasn't just a walk away by and disappear. I gave closure. He doesn't realize, but I gave him closure. Because I explained what he was doing that was hurtful. 
but most important is disrespectful. But you're also saying verbatim things that you should not know per my therapist unless you are, um, it's an old-fashioned terminology um, used, people used to use when you connect. Um, I can't think of it. Um, that told her the first time, she said, I haven't heard that for a long time. <laughs> but she firmly 100% believes, and I do too. Everything I got, I do. Because it makes no sense. Or, as she said, he's stalking every single thing this person's writing. He would make fun of it. He would sit there and say, yeah, I read on so-and-so's Facebook. I saw on her Facebook what she said about you. I said, go, oh, what was it? Yeah, oh, I'm better off without her. And oh, my God, and this, this. And I'm thinking, like, who tells their friend that? My therapist is like, what kind of friend comes to you and tells you that stuff? When you tell your own cousin, and I have, and she listens to this podcast now, you know, she's being on social media and stuff, okay? If I didn't have um, a DNA test and things like that and looking for um, just, you know, extended family, like learning your history, because I'm a history buff anyway, I would never connect it with um, extended family, cousins, truth. Um, and she's being on social media and stuff like that. But even I tell her I'm not on it, so I don't really know. And if I'm not talking to someone, um, it's not their business. Their life is not my business. And what they do is not my business. And that's just being an adult. It's just not my business. Now, she'll text me and tell me things. But it's like I told him, I just disregard. Um, it's not my business. It's not. Um, but if you're not family and you've never met my family, how do you know so much stuff? Hmm? That made me not trust him. And it made me have that feeling of very uneasy around him. Um, very, extremely uneasy. Um, I believe when people help you, and I told him this last time, I believe, and I don't think you have to be raised for that. It's just people are the way they are, you know. Um, when somebody does something for you, help you out, you do something nice, you know. And that's just... You know, you do something nice for someone, does something nice for you. Um, I've been like that, you know. But um, when you offer to help, and I'm telling you, I don't need any help, and you offer to help, and you don't, and I try to figure out what was going on because it's very odd. Okay, I'm going to do this. You tell somebody, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, do this, but you're not doing it. As she said, it's, it's a half assistance, but it's no, there's no follow through. So really, you're misleading someone, even a friend, by saying, hey, this will help you. But instead of help, you've created a mess. I'm going to clean it up, which anyone should, 100%. But she said he literally made a conscious decision, and he's not doing it. So that's not a real friend, because he wouldn't get away with this with any male friends. And I know that for a fact. But you've allowed him to get away with disrespecting you many times over a decade. So he's not taking the time to understand there's healthy boundaries and I may need to do some soul searching. It probably wasn't a good thing to treat somebody like that. I'm a good person. I know what I bring to the table and he can't deny that. But there's no way if I'm going to create a mess, I'm not going to create a mess. If I'm going to help you, I'm going to help you. I'm not going to create a mess. If I create a mess, all my asses, I'm dropping, I'm coming over. That's how I am. I'm loyal and he knows it. But so do my other friends I've reconnected with. I've known for a long, long time, a lot longer than him. And I'm loyal. 
but I'm realizing my loyalty draws a fine line of hurting myself. Um, and that's why I decided to take my therapy up to being very, very serious with my therapy and really applying myself into it now three times a week. Um, and having somebody literally, as she said, would walk through life right now because we got to get you on track because you're falling back to your old ways. And I am, and I did. But also the old me, spicy firecracker me emerged. When you start screaming at me, I'm not going to sit back and take it. Sometimes I believe you need to get it right back at you. It's like a Wimbledon ten tennis match, and I'm Andre Agassi. I went back old school. Um, I don't like to emerge that old me, but I will do it when I need to do it. Um, and I learned that through therapy, sometimes you do need to bring that fireside back and not take things from people, and you need to give it right back. Um, and you'll know when that happens, as she says, because you're going to know that kind of person is going to need it right back at, you know. It's a lesson you know, can't do that, especially if a man's doing it. You cannot do that to any woman. Whether alone, as she said, a female friend you should never do, but even a partner you shouldn't do. But um, I'm realizing, as she said, it's not you. That's not normal behavior, things that you say. Um, you wouldn't want to stalk somebody's, you know, they don't even know this person and they've never, and are these people that's, you know, connected to you and they're stalking their social media? Well, it's probably, as she said, it's not going to work as a friendship. I asked them, too, on the phone yesterday. I said, how did you know their Facebook? How did you even know their Facebook? Because I never sent you, I mean, you wouldn't know. Completely different conversation changed. Guilty. You know? I'm not into Facebook stuff. I'm not even into the Instagram stuff. I don't think that stuff should even exist. Um, I just don't, you know? Um, you have podcasts like this. You have journals. You have blogs. You have Caring Bridge. Um, hell, there's people who have cancer journeys that, you know, share their cancer journey on TikTok. It's a journal. It's a diary. Totally different than Facebook and Instagram. I don't believe in that stuff. Um, I just don't. Um... And I don't like men that gossip more than women. I just don't like that stuff. Um, another thing, too, if you're friends with somebody and you're complaining about another friend, about them going through mental health struggles and that you don't like talking to them because you don't want to deal with it and you're tired of dealing with it, that's not a friend. And you say that to another friend, you take a look in the mirror. Because what if one day you're dealing with mental health struggles? How would you like a friend to sit there and tell another friend about you and they're tired of dealing with you? If you're tired of dealing with friends that have problems, then don't have friends. That easy. If you can't handle people that have real life problems, then when somebody talks about it, just say, I can't handle it. I don't have mental capacity, per my therapist said. This individual has no mental capacity, maturity to handle and understand that people have real-time problems and people in life are sick and chronic illness and mental health is part of that. And we all go down that road one day. Nobody's invincible. Some people just die and pass of old age. That's a blessing, but that's a 5%. Normal people pass of chronic illness and pain and suffering. That's 95. So let's not judge one another. And somebody you see struggling, why don't you reach out? If somebody needs help, why don't you give an ear and listen? 
What we don't do is sit there and slander our friends about our other friends. And I have no idea who you're talking about. But I would love to give my number out to that friend. Because if you may feel that they're too much for you and tired of hearing about their mental health struggles. Well, I know it's like to struggle in general. You just give my number. I'll be the best friend they ever had. Remember, I'm loyal to a fault. I'm not going to change that. I'm just going to be loyal to the fault to the right people now. And erase the ones that aren't. Because my aunt used to always say, just not your kind of people. You're not. You're not. You're no longer. You're not. I don't feel bad about saying it. But I feel bad and stupid that I allowed it three times, three strikes it took me. Not okay. I cleaned up your mess, too. I spent an additional two hours last night outside. I'm sure my neighbors love me. Well, they probably want to flip me off. I really need to flip you off. Um, <laughs> quit stalking their social media page or their Facebook. Because that's weird, you know? That's just chatty, catty, patty, gossipy. You know? It's just weird. Pour yourself into hobbies. Doing what you're doing. Make it into business. Do something productive. You know? This is my podcast. I'm entitled to expression. Angry, mad, sad, glad. And most importantly, I'm entitled to talk about not so great tidings of joy because I'm not fake and I go through real problems, real struggles in life, and that makes me real and genuine. Period. You know? And I always say this if people don't like podcasts, don't listen to it. It's your choice. You know, everybody's going to have their opinions and bombs. You hate me, you hate me. You like me, you like me. It's not going to bother me either way. That's your choice. But I have real problems. I go through real struggles in life. Me being an introvert, you made a comment to me that was really downright just nasty. I don't want to say it for everybody listening because it was nasty. Let me correct you. Okay? Ex-friend. I'm an introvert now. When I used to be extremely just, I mean, I was always a people person with work and everything. I still have a, a bigger than life personality, I always will. And I'm downright genuine and real and raw. I'm me. Okay? I'm not fake and phony. All right? I put boundaries up and I'm very cautious with friends because I've been burned like you burn me. So I don't have a million friends like you do. Okay. I choose quality, not quantity. There's a difference. So your sly, very rude, off-putting comment was not okay. But that was you and I don't control what you say. I control how I respond and what I say and I'm responding I'm giving a reaction to your action that was not okay. This is why I'm very cautious with people. So thank you for um, pinpointing that out because I'm extremely cautious of who I let in my life. I don't go by quantity of people and have a million people. I go by quality of friendships. I'll always be like that. People don't ask to be introverts. People are made by people. They become introverts. They become guarded because they've been hurt a lot. They don't want to be hurt anymore. It's not a victim. It's a reality. Okay? Playing a victim is someone who doesn't get the counseling they need and make positive changes and take ownership for their actions of bad choices and decisions that put them in bad situations. That in reality, as my therapist said, you become a victim. But don't keep doing the victim. Because you get counseling and you realize what you're doing, you know it's wrong, and you stop. And then you apply what you've learned through counseling 
to make healthy, good, positive choices, respectful choices. But thank you for pinpointing it out. But my mistake, you know, I won't let you disrespect me again. But as I said, I wish you well. I wish you and your family well. Um, but uh, no more. No more. People, folks, you're allowed to express yourself. You're allowed to feel. If we don't do that, we bottle it up and we explode. And some people commit suicide. They don't explode. They become depressed and they commit suicide. It's a hardcore fact in reality. Especially in this day and age in society where economy's horrible, things are horrible, there's war everywhere you turn around, everybody's battling over something, you know? Um, respect people. Most importantly, respect your friendships. You know, hold them sacred. Somebody gives you a second, third chance, they'll screw up, you know? Because one time you realize you're not going to have any more chances and you ran out. And eventually that bites you up in the ass later down the road when you become older and wiser and mature and you realize I really ruined that. And that person was a good person. Because actually they were a true friend. They weren't just over to party, drink beer, and watch Bengals game, eat my food, and use my property. They actually were true, genuine friend. That's not my loss, it's yours. I'll learn from my behavior and decisions and um, how I am. I take that to therapy um, so I can be the best and bigger version and learn from my mistakes. Um, doesn't make me a victim. It makes me a wise-ass woman so I don't keep repeating them. I fell off the bandwagon. I raised my hand and I screwed up. I allowed disrespect from the same song and dance over from my past and I should have allowed it. Um... And I have to realize I can't take people's words anymore. Words are just words. I'll say it again. Actions are what, at the end of the day, people's actions is what counts. That tells you what they think of you, no matter who they are in your life. I'll say this to anybody. People's actions express and tell you what they think of you. Words are just words. And people use words freely like a glass of water you drink or a bottle of water. Okay? That's how freely in this day and age. Actions is what counts. Okay, if people aren't showing you unconditional love, support, most importantly, respect, then walk away and remove them out of your life permanently. There is how many billions of people in this world? For one person out of this billion, you're probably going to find 8,000 to replace them. So quit, uh, quit, learn from me. Quit wasting your time on the wrong kind of people.